joining Time Out with PSOA, where sports officials share their stories to help recruit, train, educate not only sports officials, but players, coaches, administrators, and fans. Through this information, we're going to help make us all better for the game. Thank you for taking time out with PSOA. Today's topic is one of my favorite segments to teach when I'm teaching sports officiating. And that topic is communication skills. The purpose of this podcast does revolve around sports officiating. But those of you who are listening, I hope you are able to use this communication skills episode to be a better communicator as a friend, a coworker, mom, dad, brother, sister, husband, wife, and then a player, coach, fan, or administrator. Many people think the official's job is to have good judgment. And really, the number one job of a sports official is to communicate human behavior. We have to communicate coaches' behavior. We have to communicate players' behavior. Sometimes we have to communicate partners' behavior. And then there's spectator behavior. After we communicate, we now have to do job number two, and that's judgment. And really what judgment is, is learning when to communicate the behavior and when not to. You know, the quote is this, you don't have to call everything you see as a sports official, but you need to see everything you call. So with that being said, we're going to go into some truths of communication. Truth number one, it is inevitable. As humans, we must communicate and we want to communicate. Truth number two. It is irreversible, whether it's first impressions, first handshake, first words out of our mouth. Once we communicate, it cannot be taken back, right? People can quote words. They cannot quote silence. Number three, communication is contextual. My idea, my thought, my comment, my question, my gesture will mean something to me, but those receiving the communication could perceive it differently. So remember, perception is the reality when we communicate. And then the fourth thing, communication is complex. You have the official side of the story. You have the children's side of the story. Then you have the coach's side. Then you have the parent's side. And usually the truth in all that communication, usually falls right in the middle. Um, so before we go into the three components, um, understand there's always two sides of a communication and be able to see both sides when we do communicate as a sports official. So the three components we're going to cover today is listening, verbal, and nonverbal. Probably the most important 
to be an effective communicator is listening. So let's start with the listening component. Listening is when we sit back and we gain information and allow others to speak first. When we allow others to speak first, we're able to now empathize, understand where are they coming from, understanding why are they choosing to communicate with me, not only over the topic that they're communicating with me, but the purpose of why they're communicating with me. And as I am processing this understanding, I am now starting to think, how am I going to respond? Am I going to respond calmly? Am I going to respond with a rule? Am I going to respond with an opinion? Am I going to respond with a choice? All right. It is that listening skill of gaining information that is going to allow us to be effective communicators back. If we ignore the listening and only think about this situation from my side and my side only, you're not going to be an effective communicator. You already have your side. You have to listen to hear the other side of the two-way street communication. And at the end of listening, sometimes it's just entertainment, you know, whether it be um, fans yelling out, don't give up your day job, you know, and in my head, this truly did happen. My partner turned around and said, I don't have to give up my day job. I just got fired. All right. So it, it was listening to that interaction to try to understand, all right, why did the fan say that? Why did my partner say that? How am I going to defuse this situation? Um, so listening is a very important skill. When I teach this in a class, I always ask the students, what is your strength? What is your weakness? Every single time, listening comes in as the biggest weakness. And I believe it is for sports officials as well. And Here's how you could improve listening skills. Be active. What does active mean? Put effort to look the other person in the eye and truly cognitively think and understand what is the intended message. Are they trying to influence my next call? Are they trying to take attention away from the player? From a coach's standpoint, are they frustrated? Players, are they frustrated? Is that why they're communicating? Fans, are they trying to take attention away from their kids because they're not playing well? All right, so you have to truly understand what is it that is causing this other individual to communicate. And then after you understand that and you have your response, now match that response based on what you listen to Serious message, serious response. Funny message, funny response. Calm message, calm response. Nowhere did we say aggressive message, aggressive response. If you do have an aggressive message sent to you, you have to find a way to diffuse it. And that is now how we're going to transition into the next part, verbal 
Our words are very important. They are all quotable. They are all in the, the context of how the individual receiving our words takes it. So we always have to be courteous. We have to be approachable. And we have to be confident in the words we say. Verbal skill. Always speak to others how you would like to be spoken to. It's the golden rule, right? Yes, as officials, we're going to be yelled at. Yes, as players and children, we're going to be yelled at. But when we feel that we are being mistreated, remember those. Because now when you're on the opposite side of that communication, you don't want to make others feel that way. So be professional. Give the other person options. Be positive as positive can be. And then as a sports official, you need to learn to speak the sports language. All right, we need to learn the rule books. We need to learn the case books. We need to learn proper philosophies and acceptable standards for that group that you're officiating for. So I'm going to give some examples here on the bad words. So if you're officiating basketball, you don't want to tell a, a player or a coach that you call the foul because of the reach. Because an educated coach, an educated player is going to know a reach is legal. Another bad word in basketball is over the back. It is actually legal to jump over the opponent's back. So if you're using those bad words, you're probably going to get a bad response back. And one for baseball and softball is one plus one. All right. Some sports officials be like they get one base plus one base. That is never an award in baseball or softball when that ball leaves the field of play. It's either a one base award, two base award, three base award, or four base award. And the last thing you want to avoid is absolutes. Every time this happens, coach, I'm going to do this. Well, you put yourself in a box. You say one more word, and I'm going to have to give you a technical foul. What if that coach says, I love you? You're going to really give a technical foul for that coach saying, I love you? You can't use absolutes. Those are bad. So now let's look at the good. So good words. In my judgment, the defender contacted the ball handler while reaching. In my judgment, while jumping over the back, it displaced the opponent. In my judgment, there was no disadvantage, so I'm going to let these soccer players play on. In my judgment, that grab and restrict did not affect the play because the football player still made the tackle. All right, those are acceptable philosophies and standards, and it's connected to a rule. So coaches, players, fans, administrators, whoever you're giving that positive, clear, good words, they're going to be able to understand it and accept it because they've heard it before. Here's another good one I love. If that is what happened, I saw it different from my angle. All right. Again, understanding there's two sides of the story. There's multiple angles. That's why we have replay on professional sports and now majority of NCAA sports. The truth 
isn't always that one perspective. It's bringing multiple perspectives together to find that truth. So different angle, different result, different information. Um, And the last verbal skill that is properly used is by rule. So if you are 100% sure of an enforcement of a penalty, by rule, automatic first down. By rule, ball is awarded at the division line. So these are what is going to happen after we communicate the behavior. So how can we improve verbal skills? We've said it already. All the time, you have to address people respectively. Um, the, the, my favorite story was I'm on the road doing a baseball series, and I go to a fast food restaurant, and at this fast food restaurant, I treated this individual quirky, funny. What was given back to me was I made this employee's day, making them laugh so hard. So the next day I go to the plate meeting, and the coach says, hey, hey, Sean, were, were you at such and such a place yesterday ordering food? I go, yeah. Yeah, my daughter recognized you. She said you just treated her so well, you made her day. She was having a bad day. You made her laugh, and you just made her day. And I'm like, I had no idea that was the coach's daughter. And that's the importance of always addressing people respectively and positively. Because now every single time I see this coach, this is now seven years ago, he still remembers how I treated his daughter. So I never have issues with that coach. Does he disagree with my call sometimes? Absolutely. But we respect each other where we were allowed to understand um, each other's side of the story. Second one, make explanations brief and to the point. So baseball, softball, ball beat runner, runner beat ball. That's an explanation of safer out. That's your judgment. They could disagree with it, but it's hard to argue because it was brief and to the point. This is a basketball one. Defender moved forward. All right, you explain what the player behavior was. You now explain what the behavior can be differently to change the outcome of that judgment, and you gave your judgment. It's brief and to the point. Here's a football one. Point of attack affected the play, right? So why did we throw the flag for holding on this one? Because it was where the ball was and it affected the play because it was for a positive yard or it allowed the passer to escape the pocket. So it's a brief explanation and straight to the point. It's communicating the actual behavior that you saw. It's not an opinion. It is communicating the behavior that you saw. Another way you could improve verbal skills as a sports official, and really in any component of life, ask a question before you state your side. Again, listen, but I'm using my verbal skills to get the listening portion out. Hey, coach, what did you see happen on that play? Hey, number 22, what happened between you and number 44? This is a baseball softball one. You know, 
after a borderline strike or ball call. You ask the catcher, would you want that to be called the same against your teammates? You would be surprised when you ask the audience the question, what they are going to give you back. And now, again, it goes back to you. You already have your side. You're gaining information using verbal skills to get the other side. And the truth is now let's keep it in the middle. Let's keep it fair. The last component is the most misconceived or we don't realize of how important this component is nonverbal skills, our facial expressions. Do you constantly have a scowl on your face or do you constantly have a smile on your face? That's going to make a big difference of how people interact with you. Body language such as stance. Are, are you always crossing your arms? Do you have your hands and arms behind your back? That's the difference between inviting approachableness or aggressive attacking stay away from me. And a lot of times we don't even know we're doing it. Other one is tone of voice. Are you an overbearing tone of voice where it can be intimidating? And if it is, when you're working third, fourth, fifth grade children, they're going to be standoffish. They're going to be scared of you. You don't want to be that as a sports official. All right, so with your tone of voice, you may have to change it with the level of play in the audience that you're communicating with. Eye contact. There are a lot of officials, when they're making a call, they look straight down on the court or they look away from the player that they just made a call against. Not saying that you have to stare down players, but you don't want to avoid eye contact when people are looking at you. So basketball, uh, reporting a foul, eye contact with that scorekeeper. If you're given a warning in other sports, Make eye contact with the person you are giving that warning to. It's that sense of respect and confidence you are giving off with those nonverbal skills. Gestures, all right? Um, We could be thumbs up. We could be winking. We could be waving our hands. Again, perception is reality, When we are meeting as a crew, whether it be pull foot swipe tag, whether it be uh, during a timeout, people are watching us and you have to be careful what you are doing with your hands, with your arms, with your body. And you don't want to use these gestures to give away what's going on or what is perceived going on in this conversation because it could be used against you. Another nonverbal skill is movement, right? Just by hustling, you're going to get credibility, right? I I say this a lot in our baseball and umpire training. If I have 10 close plays and I get all of them correct and I don't move from behind home plate, I'm constantly going to be yelled at. However, if I get out from home plate in a one-person game and there's those same 10 close plays, and I get 50% of them correct, 50% of them incorrect. 
So now I'm a 50% official. I will not get yelled at one single time because I'm sending the nonverbal skill of movement, engagement. I want to be there. I'm working hard. I compare that to players. Players who make 20 out of 20 shots but don't get back on defense 10 of those 20 times, they're going to get yelled at for not hustling. Those players who miss 50% of the shots, but they hustle back every single time, the coach is going to reward that the nonverbal skill of hustle. So having hustle movement is another skill where we could show that we are there with a right demeanor and positive demeanor. And the last one is volume of speech. Again, we as sports officials, yes, people get emotional and they raise their voices towards us. When that happens, you don't want to be that what we call elementary school cafeteria. They just get louder, 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 louder. You want to diffuse the conversation so you could now have a discussion. So if I have a coach or player who starts yelling, I very calmly say, hey, what's going on? I'll, I'll almost get down to a whisper. It is amazing of how quick their volume of speech is going to match my volume of speech. Just as if I started yelling back at them, their volume of speech is going to be louder than mine. All right, so that's a nonverbal skill that we could use just a volume to diffuse a situation. So some language, nonverbal language truths. Nonverbal communication is more important than verbal communication. We've heard it always before, and I'm going to say it again. Actions will speak louder than our words. Nonverbal communication is ambiguous. People interpret you differently. Try to use that nonverbal communication so as many people can interpret you similarly, less gestures, all right? The good movement, um, do things with a purpose out there as a sports official. Nonverbal communication is continuous. Everywhere you go now, every single game, every single event is on film, all right? So you are out there, you are being filmed all the time. So someone's watching Understand somebody's always processing your nonverbal language. And then nonverbal communication is learned behavior. So if you want to be successful, surround yourself with other successful communicators, people who are smiling, people who are using that body language to portray confidence, competence, all right? Because the more you are around those people, you are going to, naturally pick up those nonverbal skills and put them into your game. I challenge everybody out there after listening to this podcast, do this little, this little drill, monitor and reflect on the behavior, the nonverbal skills you give smile at 10 people. It could be strangers. It could be your friends. What type of behavior do they give back? Do they give a smile back? I bet you 80% of the time they do. Now, give them a scowl. Pick 10 different people. Give them a scowl. See what type of response you get back. I bet you 80% of the time you're going to get a negative response. 
So after doing that, that's the power of nonverbal skills. You have to monitor what can I do nonverbally to get more positive reaction from the players, coaches, administrators, partners that I service. Because the more positive I give off, 80% of the time, you're going to get positive back. So be an influencer of positivity by giving off all those positive cues as a sports official. As we close up this podcast, um, again, this was for not only sports officials. If you listen to the information, you can use the listening to your friends. Use the listening with your family members. Use the listening tips with your coworkers and even people you have never met in your life before. Understand the other side before you judge the other side. Get that other perspective. You already have your perspective. With the ultimate goal, an inevitable truth of communication, somewhere in the middle is the absolute truth. Talk back only when necessary. Not everything deserves or needs to be addressed with words. Remember, actions speak louder than words. All right, so if you choose your words, be very, very careful. Have an ultimate goal of education or dissemination of information. If it's going to be an emotional response, if it's going to be an attack, save it. Your body language will probably tell that person that you did not enjoy that interaction. So use the words to make an impact on future behavior with education and information to make those around you better. And the last, self-reflect on when you get negative feedback. Is it something you are cueing to them to get negative feedback? It could be as simple as, you don't have a proper mechanic or signal, so now somebody's confused. That makes mechanic of signaling is nonverbal communication. All right, find the positive cues. When you find the positive cues, keep doing those positive cues. When you tell a coach, thank you. When you tell a coach, I appreciate it. All right. When you tell a player, good hustle, good shot, nice play, you are now being positive. All right, and you're going to get positive back. Positivity is very, very contagious energy. Be that person to help spread that positive energy, no matter how you are being treated. Because the more positive you are, the more positive it's going to make others around you better. I hope you enjoyed this podcast on communication skills. Um, again, it is by far the best segment that I could ever teach a new young sports official. You know, there's a lot of pressure. We got to get all the calls right. Got to get all the calls right. No, we don't have to get the, all the calls right because we can't. It's impossible. All right, we're going to make mistakes. However, one thing we do have communi- uh, total control over is our communication of what the players, coaches, partners, spectators did. If you want to be a great sports official, be a great communicator. Thank you for taking time out with PSOA today. If you've enjoyed this information, please visit us 
at our YouTube channel, Time Out with PSOA. If you have any other questions, thoughts, ideas of what we can talk about on future podcasts, please email PSOA at PremierSportsOfficials.com. And officials, remember, you're only as good as your last call. A Heard at Sports Network production.